to the Redeemed Evangelical Mission, Trem, Atlanta. This is a place where we gather together in quality praise and worship of the true and living God. Equipped with the world of God for growth and fellowship with one another. God bless you as you listen to this message. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless God. I thank God for the grace on the house. I bless God for this privilege to be here because it's, it's indeed a privilege to be before the children of God. The Bible says a lot are called, but few are chosen, and we are chosen. And I just thank God this morning for his anointing and his power on all of us on this house. And I pray that our heart be opened to hear him and um, to execute, just like our mom was saying this morning, you receive a promise. It's going to remain a promise if it's not manifested. And I pray that this morning the word of God will not just be what we hear, but it will be something that we do passionately. Uh, so uh, before, uh, just by the side, I just want to encourage us that when we, anytime we come into the house of God, to be expectant, to um, say a decision that as I come in through this door, every garment of unease, every garment of shame, every garment of distress, drop it out, come in, encounter the Lord, and then go back refreshed. This house has been prayed for. And it's no longer just a building, but it's, a, it's, a, it's an habitation of the Most High God. Hallelujah. It's a powerhouse. It's a place where I come in and I'm encountered. That even if the door is not open, you drop by, you stay at that porch and pray that God will answer. So when we come in, let this place no longer remain. Of course, it's not ordinary, but just let it be in our spirit that this is no longer just a building. It's a place of God. It says God's and um, Christ's embassy. You know what an embassy is? It's a place of authority, you know. So this is a place of authority. And we come in and we take what, that which God has for us. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come before you this morning, O God. I ask, O God, that you turn my tongue, O God, unto you, O God, like that of a ready writer. That I might speak your word in the name of Jesus. That the entrance of your word, it will give life in the name of Jesus. That every hearer of God will be ministered to. And I will not minister in flesh, but Lord, through the spirit of God. I ask of you this morning, Holy Spirit, that Lord, you enable me to speak that which you have put on the inside of me, O God. That I will not speak of my intellect, I will not speak of my mind, O God, but that which you, Holy Spirit, as deemed for your people this morning, and will be blessed in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So this morning, I've just come in to remind us of the Great Commission. We've heard of the Great Commission. We've heard the reason why Jesus came. The Bible says he came to reconcile man back unto him. And Jesus is gone. The only way, he said he left us here to carry out this commission. And 
I, like I said, it's not something we've not heard. We hear it all the time. But this is just a reminder to remind us that the Great Commission is still in existence. It's still what we've been called to do. When we are saved, we're not just saved for ourselves, but we are saved to be a light into the world. We're saved to do God's bidding. We're saved to have environmental impact. It is not, um, let, let's go to uh, Mark 16, 5, 6, so that we can, we can, Mark 15, 15 to, Mark 16, sorry, 15 to 16. So can we, we can be reminded. Okay, it says, No, that's 16. Mark 16. Mark 16. 15 to 16. Okay. So it says, and he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. I know some people have added dogs and I've had people say they take their dogs to church. But he said, to every creature, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So, our part as children of God is to go into the world. And, you know, a lot of people have seen preaching as a pastor's thing or, you know, a minister. But it's all of us until all of us, whoever has given their life, because God picked us from the Marie clay. So when he picked us, he changed our life. He turned us around. So that same passion should be in us for other people. And there is no better time. There is no better time than now. The, the Bible calls us the salt of the earth. It says we are the salt. We are the light. And there's no better time than now where the darkness is raging in the world. Where there is no saltiness in the world. Where moral decadence has gone to the, I don't even the highest. And we children of God, we are all about bread and butter Christianity. Most, most people these days is, there's nothing wrong because that's part of our experience as a child of God, to enjoy the best of life. The Bible says, I wish above all things that you prosper even as your soul prospered. So the prosperity of our body, of our soul, is what God, Jesus died for. But beyond the prosperity, beyond the butter and bread Christianity, it's way more. That's the compassion for life. That's the um, going into the world to make sure that people who have not heard about Jesus, that people who do not know Jesus can come to him and enjoy the same thing that we, you know, sometimes when I even look at the, some, some, most of these messages are not even balanced because it's not even everyone in the world that is looking for bread and butter. You want to go preach to Elon Musk now. And then you say, God bless you. He looks at you like, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. You know, 
It's not so. That's why we as Christians, we like. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with our pastor telling us we're blessed, we're this, we're that. No. But beyond that, we need to have a message for the world that is beyond God bless me, God bless me, God bless me. Because our world is dying. Our world is dying. Our world is sick. There's so many things that in the old times that right in front of us as children of God, even some in the church. Right in front of us, and even some in the church. And we Christians, we just, just take it as part of, you know, new age, new spirit, new system. Let's just make a, a point of duty as a child of God to... Um, make sure that we make a difference in this world. That is what the Great Commission is all about. That we make a difference in, in the, after we've been saved, that the next thing that comes upon us is, how do I get the world? And when I mean the world, I, it's not everybody that's going to reach one billion people. Your world is your environment, somebody, one around you. We've heard that preaching in this church. Your world is your neighbor, your co-workers, anyone you come in contact with. You go to the store, you go to the mall. You make effort that when people come across your way, as much as you can, to let them know about this God, about this life that we're talking about. That is the Great Commission, where you are no longer silent, where you use all that is within you, all that within you to to lift up the banner of Christ, all that we need you to lift up Jesus, not about us, not about me, but the, the name of Jesus, that is what is on, on my lips, that any, that, you know, people just be like, ah, can you not just be quiet? That anywhere you go, you just like, I have to talk about Jesus. You just have to say something about Jesus. That is the word we're called into as Christians. It's not just whatever we come to church, whatever we experience, it's not like people, I've had people talk about our light. There's no way, if we're all light, it's not, it's not of no use in this church. If we turn up all this light, it's no use. It's only when there is darkness and then you turn on a light and then a bulb. So the same way we are, there is no point of all of us exhibiting light within the church. It's outside that is needed, where there is darkness, where there is, you know, where there is confusion. That is where we're needed as children of God. We need to, um, um, we need to um, stop all this. Um, I, don't, I, I want to say this word um, properly, not at, because I don't want to minimize our coming to church. But that is where we get the power, the energy, and all of that. But beyond church, our life needs to be more valuable, for lack of a better word, outside amongst people, you know, even though I know we have a lot to do too in church, because we really need to, for, I'm like my pastor is saying, you can't give what you don't have. If it's not within us, we can't give it to the outside world. We can't show what we have, not even show our, our, our so-called brothers and sisters. But the Great Commission has to do with we going, like what the Bible says, that we going into the world and preach the gospel. And preach can be in, in, in diverse ways, not necessarily holding mic and preaching to people. And um, I just want to say, um, 
one thing that we need in this dying world, in this world is boldness. Boldness as a child of God, knowing who we are. We've heard a lot about that in this house. Because the world is so aggressive. It's so aggressive that if you're not bold, you can't make impact. You know, let, let's go to Samuel um, 1, 1 Samuel 17. I'm going to talk briefly about um, David. Samuel 17. First Samuel chapter 17. This blessed me so much. Um, let's start from, I think, from 26, because it's a long read. Okay, so then David spoke to the man who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills this Philistines and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that it should defy the armies of the living God? The next, the next verse. And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. The next, the next verse. Now Heliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the man, and Heliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom, you see, is bothered about. And this is what m- most of us do. He's bothered about on mundane things. He says, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness. I know your pride. So when you're, when you're serving God, when you're propagating gospel, just know that there's going to be some distractions. So as children of God, we need to be focused. See, David, David did not answer him in this place because he knows he has a mission in his heart. So he said, I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. Next. And David said... What have I done now? Is there not a cause? So right now, as we speak, is there not a cause for us to be bold? Is there not a cause for us to be out there, you know, saving this dying world? So next verse. Then he turned from this, from him towards an, an, another and said, the and these people answered him. Next one. Now when the word which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Please keep going. Then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. Next, next verse. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight him. For you are a youth. So youth in the house, please pay attention. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep his father's sheep. And when a lion on a bear came and took a lamb out of the flock... I went out after it and struck it and delivered the lamb from its mouth. And when it arose against me, I caught it by the bread and struck and killed it. Your servant has killed both lion and bear. And this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, seeing he has defied the armies of the living God. Boldness. Moreover, David said, the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion or from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. So Saul clothed David with his armor, and he put a bronze helmet on his head, and he also clothed him with a coat of mail. 
David fastened his sword to his armor and tried to walk, for he had not tested them. And David said to his soul, I cannot walk with this, for I have not tested them. You need to test, go. Okay, let's go. So David took them off. Then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose for himself five smooth stones and from the brook and put them in shepherd's bag, in a pouch which he had, and his sling one is in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. So the Philistine came and began drawing near to David, and the man who bought the shield went before him. And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was only a youth, ruddy and good-looking. So the Philistine said to David, Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And, Philist- and the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give your flesh to the birds of the hare and the beasts of the field. And then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, and with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of armies whom you have defiled. See, in this place, you have to be bold. The, see, all the, all the children of Israel, all of them gathered older than David. But because David had, we, in a way, it's not like he deliberately walked with God. But then, when he killed those bears, there was something on the inside of him that told, that made him know that God is with him. He said, you have, you, you, you have not come for me, but you have come for God, um, the God of Israel, whom you have defiled. But in that name is in him that I will destroy you. So there is the boldness on the inside of David to stand before the Philistines. The Philistines today rep- uh, represent the, the, the world that we are sent into. We need to be bold. We, he, said, he said everything that the king gave to him. He said, I have not tested them. But I have something I have tested. The same way as children of God. What have you tested that you can bring to the world? What is this that the Lord has done? And that is why, you know, when a mommy was pray, uh, preaching this morning, there was one area that, um, I can't, I, I'm trying to remember, but it has to, something, when she said, I was like, whoa, it has something to what I was about to say. You know, when you have tested God, you are able to go to the world and tell. So when you are in the corner of your, of, of your home, you have to say, God, in this area, in this area, in this area, so that you can have a witness to tell the world. The same as David. He did not stand there by himself, but he stood there in the boldness of the God that he knows. This our God is powerful. This our God is the one that created the heaven and the earth. It's the one that we are representing. And we should be bold as children of God. We should not be intimidated. People will make fun of you. People will say all kind of stuff. Is there still God? Does he still answer? Why is this? Why is that? But by the time we have talked to God, we've tested, we can have mouth. We can say this. We can say, yes, this is my God. This is what he has done, which is what he has, you know, we can be able to tell the world what God has done. Most of us are not able to go because we've not tested him. Most of us have not been able to even talk to our neighbors because we don't have anything on the inside of us. We're timid. When you go to an environment and you see all of them looking all sharp, all, all done, you'll be thinking to yourself, you're already cowed in like, ah, well, how would these people look at me? But when you have something on the inside, when you know who you are, it is not about what they, what is around, it's what on, on the inside of you. You are able to go in there and talk boldly. You're able to minister to people. You know, you're able, even, even in, 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 in ways we do things, in our lives, like I said, it's not just about the preaching, 
But in our, in our lifestyle, integrity, everything, you're able to tell the world. People can even read you. They're able to see in you that this person, there's a difference. There's something about this lady. There's something about this person. Even, even on your job, they can say there's, there's something about this person that is striking. It's not about um, anything, but it, it's just, it just make you different from every other people. The Bible says, come ye out, Dita. We need to come out. We need to come out of our environment. We need to come out of everything around us that is not godly. We need to come out of everything that is not, that does not bring glory to God. That is the only way the boldness can come. Because the thing is, if there's no difference between me and the unbelievers, what am I, what can I offer them? There's nothing. There's nothing to offer them. But, if I, ha- if I live an exemplary life, then they can see something in me that will draw them to Christ. Yes. Something that will draw men and women to Christ. You know, and then the, the next thing we're going to talk about, compassion. Compassion for the lost. If you don't have compassion, you can't, we, 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 you cannot win anybody. You know, that's the same thing Jesus exhibited. It says, when the Lord, when Jesus saw the crowd, he had compassion on them. That's, that, that's another way for us to win the world. When we read, let's read the, the story of, we all know that story. The story of the, um, the Good Samaritan, Luke, Luke 20, 10. Luke 10, 20, um, 25 to 37. And you know, this compassion, we also have to have compassion for ourselves, even within the Christian body, even in the church, even in the church. It's not just, our compassion is not just to the outside world, because like I said earlier, you can't give out what you've not given in. You see a brother, you see a sister, and they're going through, or they need you, and you have something that you can do to help. I just like, uh, God bless you, God be with you, and they go. No, we have to have the compassion of Christ. So let's read um, um, Luke 10, 25 to 27. I say, and behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tested him, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit, to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, Okay, with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. Okay, so that's not about that. Uh, and he said to him, you have answered rightly. Do this, and you will live. But he wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Okay, and then Jesus answered and said, a certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, if that is not bad enough. Who stripped him of his clothing, wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a certain priest came down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he arrived at the place, came and looked and passed on the other side. You see? Everybody just busy going their way. But a certain Samaritan, as he joined, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion. 
So he went to him and bandaged his wound, pouring on, on oil and wine. And he set him on his own animal, brought him to an inn. See, he did not just see him, he did not just stop. And said, he, he, he took him, after he poured oil, used his own resource, poured oil, something from him, and bandaged his wound, pouring oil and wine, and he set him on his own animal, and brought him to an inn, extra mile, and took care of him. And then the next day, when he departed, he took out two denarii, he gave them to the innkeeper and said to him, take care of him and whatever more you will spend. Take care of him, whatever more you will spend. When I come again, see, taking debt for somebody that he knew nothing about, that he has never met. They are not family. He doesn't even know what kind of person he is, but the compassion, the love of Christ on the inside of him. So now the question is, so which of those three do you think was neighbor to him? You know, I was discussing this with some of my friends that we prayed together. And, you know, people were like, you know, the people that didn't wait, they have, maybe they have, um, they have appointments, they have emergency, they have to attend to, they have to, they have a lot of things to do. Maybe they have some whatever in their own lives, which is fine. You know, sometimes we're not able to, just like it was said this morning, that you will say something beyond my control. Sometimes we're not able to. But in this case, the Bible says half dead. Half dead. I don't think, well, in all those three cases, I doubt if any of them has something that's taken somebody's life. They probably, the priest, the other people probably saw him like, Oh, he's not, a, he's not my member now. He doesn't go to trim. Why, why should I stress myself? God bless you. Maybe a, a deeper life member will come around and see you. you know? Or maybe he's not from Redeem. Or he's not, a, he's not even a Christian. Why would I waste my time? But here, nothing was mentioned about who this person is. So what is important at this point in time is the compassion to take care of him, to make sure he's okay. Then after that, we can now talk about God loves you. you know, even, the, even what you have done enough speaks a lot about who you are to him. He will be you know, curious to know who is this person. You don't know me from Adam, like we say. And then you took care of me. And then you paid you paid for me to be taken care of. Tell me, tell me somebody that that would be, I know there are people out there that don't appreciate, but a sane person, tell me somebody that that you would do that to, I would not want to know who you are. You know, there are so many people around us. They may not even be dying. It is, is it time? How do we communicate Christ through compassion? Our time, you see somebody that needs to be visited, Take time. Oh, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. There's no way in this life that we'll not be busy till eternity. There is always something. Trust me. There is always something that needs to be done. Always something. But when it comes to bringing people, making sure that people come to know Christ through me, I have to have the love. Love of Christ. The Bible says the love of Christ is shared abroad in my heart. And the only way, it's not going to stay there. If the love of God is shared about the mat, it's staying there. It's not being used, made to use. It's of no use. 
There's no way for me to say, oh, I love, God loves me, I'm full of love, I'm full of this. That is all rhetorical. That is all story. Until somebody experiences the love of God in me. Until somebody can say, oh, she really indeed has the love of Christ. Love of Christ is not about me coming to church to, to, to confess it. No, it's out there. It's out there in the world that the world needs us. They need, they, they, it's, 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 it's all, it's every, every time you, you, you listen to news, you, you, you go on social media, you would think, I wish maybe somebody had reached out to this person. Somebody would just come in and just like, I'm going to end my life or I'm going to do this. Most of those, most of the serial killers, they'll go on their, um, Facebook, on the, there, there's always something in there saying that this person had to had a plan, but there was nobody that you know be able to reach out to them because we're all busy because we all have a lot to do. You know, let let let's let's from today make it a point of duty in our heart to share the love of Christ. Like I said, anyone you come in, I've, I've, I think I, there was a story of where my, my sister one time went to the mall and then she met this lady. You know how you just greet somebody and say, ah, how are you? Blah, blah, blah. Oh, um, the checking the, oh, I love this dress. I love this. Oh, the, do you know that this lady Okay, my, my sister went to meet her friend that came from out of state. This lady started with, I love the dress you want to buy. They stayed in the mall for three hours or four hours. This lady was following them all over the place. They told her, we're, we're going to have lunch. Can I come with you? The last ending part was when they were now going home. Because she didn't have anybody. Of course, they didn't know what they have done to her that day. Because she called me, I was like, do you know this old woman was just following us everywhere? I said, well, they, didn't, uh, they probably don't know what they've done to her for that day. Because she's probably lonely, didn't have anybody to talk to, you know? And then she just saw somebody from nowhere. This is somebody of, not to be saying of skin, a different skin. You just met somebody and you're like, I'll follow you following them from anywhere. So there are people that will give signals, but because of our busyness. There are people that are giving signals, but because of our too much busyness, even including church program. If, a ch- if there's a church program and no life impacted, it's a waste of time. Our, our, our commission is to the transformation of our environment transformation of our, the place, the people. That's what we've been called to. The Bible already said, said um, if we follow Christ, every other thing will be added to us. So healing, the Bible says healing is the children's bread. It's that simple. Healing is children's bread. So as a child of God, I am assured of healing. As a child of God, I'm assured of provision. As a child of God, I'm assured of a good life. There's no point running after those things. It's an assurance God gave me. He said, but I wish above all things that you prosper, even as thy soul prospereth. So if I have 
known Christ, and like we learned this morning, I believe in his word. I believe in what he has spoken for me. I shouldn't be running after those things. They will run after me. All I need to do is praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You've spoken this. Um, confess it daily. But next, what next? It's the world. It's the world. That's why Jesus came. That's why he let you and I here. It's not about what I can get from him, but what I can draw people, what I can speak. He said, lift up the banner of Christ. And that's the only way. Compassion for the souls. And another one I'm going to talk about is exercising our authority and dominion. You know, the church, we need to take the power back. It's good for us to tell the story of um, Catherine Crewman, um, the Azusa, uh, the Azusa um, Reviver, the, um, what's this man's name, this blind man in Nigeria, um, Obadari. Those are good. We heard of Obadari that he will be talking to you and you are thousands of miles away. You know, it, those things are good. But when we look back now, we have a lot of stories, no power. Jesus met a woman at the well and dissect the woman just like that. And the woman went back, say, come and see. Come and see the man. I met a man who you guys are no men. I met a man that told me this, told me that. That is power. Peter, all of them, they walked, told a man, say, rise, take up your bed and rise. And Bible says we have been given this power. We have been given the power. Let's look at um, Luke 9.1. Said he, then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all demons. All. All demons. And to cure diseases. We are children of God. We should, we should be in a place and you see somebody and you say, come. Let me lay my hands on you. you we will draw men to Christ. We will draw men to Christ. All we need to do is to go back to the basics. Let's leave all this um, social Christianity. Let's leave out social Christianity. If you, if, if you go to um, census and then you see, uh, they give you the list of people that marked Christianity on their form. It's staggering. But then... What is what is the what is what are we what what is the um, evidence? What are people saying when we we say, "Oh, I'm a Christian." I'm a Christian means a, somebody of power, of authority. You know, uh, uh, the act I can't act to always minister to me. It says the people came in, the people around them, when the pe when the apostles were speaking in tongues, that the people around them could hear their language. All around. And we come, we speak in tongues, and um, it's all about tongue. Tongue is not just tongue, it's power. It's power. We need to, we need to really, we really, really need to go back. 
We need to go back and know that I'm not a Christian just to come on Sunday service. I'm powerful. I have authority. You know, that people call on me and are like, oh, there's a chaos somewhere. And then they know that when you come, you're full of wisdom. You're full of wisdom that you will give them something that will give them direction. You know, that will tell them this way. We've been given that power. That's what the Bible says. To cure diseases. To trample upon snake and scorpion. It says they will not hurt us. That is who we are. That is who we are as Christians. We're not just ordinary. The, God was telling Jeremiah, he said, before I knew you, said, I, I, before you were formed, I knew you. He said, I've sanctified you, sanctification, as children of God. When we, when we go out and we make that difference, people will, will yearn to know what is on the inside of us. We're not ordinary. We're not like every other person. I know our father in the house has, he continues to say that. We're not like, it's not out of pride. It's not in arrogance of nothingness. It's not an arrogant speech of nothingness. Where you just walk around, I'm, I'm not like you. I'm not like you. But you're full of hair, balloon, nothing, just hair. We've been called out. We've been called out to this great commission, and we need to live this life. We, it, it, like, it, it's, not, um, it's not everybody that's going to be um, Catherine Coleman. It's not everybody that's going to be Bishop uh, Mike. It's not everybody that's going to be um, um, Selman. It's not everybody that's going to be all of those people. But within my area, what impact am I making? within my area, even in my family. You know, when I was coming and I was thinking about this, I said, even in my family, it's that small. Even in my family, can my children indeed say, my mom is a Christian? My children, can they look at my life and say, indeed, my mom is a Christian? Because if my children cannot say that. I'll be an hypocrite to go out and tell the world about Christ. So even from our homes, even from our lives, the people, I know it's not everybody that's going to perceive us the same, but trust me, when you live, when you are amongst 10 people, like a man of God was saying, if you're among, if you're amongst five fools and they ask you how many, just say six, because you're the sixth one. So if, if you're amongst ten people and at least seven cannot say, oh, this woman is this, then you need to, we need to check ourselves. And it's, like I said, it's not about my word, it's about what I do. It's the action. That is what can draw men. Because people, people are tired of us telling them what to do. People are tired of all these verses, just sending verses. There's nothing wrong because it ministers. Like me, when I, when I read people's titles and it's about word of God, it ministers. But beyond that, it's what we do that matters a lot.
what we do as Christians. And we need to come back home. Where um, there's this song I'm trying to remember. It's 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 called Church. Um, it's 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 called Church. It says that um, it talks about where, like, in my vulnerability, I'm you know I can come back. I hear the word or something about where I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm in, I'm vulnerable and everything. That's where what church is. That people will be able to come, be able to minister to people, and then they can come. And then when they come, after the Great Commission, what they when they come, we can they can be established. We can love them the way they are. Of course, by the time the word washes them, they will not remain the same. We will not be Christians that see people and profile them already. We profile like, oh, this one, hellfire. We're, we're doing God. This one, hellfire. Okay, this one. Okay, this one looks like he's a Christian. No. We love all. God, God hates saints but loves the sinners. Because when we preach the right word, the right message, when we preach the right message and they come in, they cannot stay the same. They cannot accept that house is not preaching the right word. When they come, as I know, when they come to this house, they will not remain the same. So this morning, like I said, I don't have much, but just to encourage us, like to be bold in this dying world, they need, we need this boldness above all things. We need to know who we are and whose we are. It's only when you know who you are that you can walk, that you can be in the midst of anybody and still have your shoulder high can still preach gospel. You don't, you don't care who is around you. You can preach the gospel. You can talk to people about Christ. And then you have tested God so that you know you are not just going out there so that because they ask us to go. No. You know God. They ask you. It's not every question you can answer. But at least you can say, at least I know this. You know? And then we, we, we make sure. We pray. To walk in power, it's prayer and time spent with God. A lot of us, we're not making impact because we're empty. We're empty. We pray only when, even when they call for prayer, we don't come. And then we pray. A Christian that wants to be great, <laughs> you, it's, it's, it's not possible with a one-minute prayer. You have to stay. The Bible says, uh, who in the secret place of the most high. Secret place. That's why it's called secret. That's why it's called secret. That's where the, the God reveals. It has to be in the secret place. It has to be time spent. Time spent. Lord, what is the next? We've heard of um, those people, he was in Uganda, that put, that put themselves in a drum. I say, until this man will go. They prayed. They are Christians. They are, not, they, are, they are brothers. They are not pastors. They are not bishops. They are Christians like you and I. And we can make this change. We can. We just have to make up our mind as Christians. Decide now. Then nobody's, this one is not, and it's not even a church decision. It's not. It's not a corporate decision. 
It's, an, it's a personal, individual decision that this great commission, I'm going to take it to the next level. I'm going to walk in power. I'm going to walk in authority. I'm going to lay my hands on the sick. I have a friend that said, she, she's, she's asked God, said, I want to, when I travel, I want to see people and they, they, I see them. I say, can I pray for you? And I pray for them and things happen. That's a, it's a, it's a personal decision. It's not every one of us that want to say, I want to lay hands in other areas. You see people that are going through depression. The Holy Spirit puts it on the inside of you because you're sensitive already in the spirit. Your spirit is up. There's a sensitivity in you that somebody comes next to you. You already decipher. There's something you extract them. And then you know. And the Spirit of God says, say this. Look at um, when um, Saul, well, yeah, it was Saul, when he, was, he lost his father's... Um, Ship and they would, and the the uh, the man of God said, "Say this to him: When you're going, um, you will see it. You will you, um, a, a man will meet you and say the, the the whatever has been found. Sensitivity. That when you meet men, they're just talking, and while they're talking to you, God is already extracting them to you because you're going to be used as vessel." We sing that song, we say we're a vessel. Vessel is not, vessel is meant to carry. It's meant to carry. And what are we carrying? Power. We're carrying power. We're not empty vessel. We're vessel unto honor. We're carrying God on the inside of us. So when somebody comes and they're distressed, they're depressed, and, and then you're already like, oh, bro. You know, even no matter the language, even the youth, anybody, ah, bro. You know, this, 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 this. Number one, the person will look at you funnily, like let's say Sean, your age mates, they'll be like, are you for real? You say, oh, bro, that exam, I need you to, you know, register for this class, don't register for this class. The first thing he looks at you like, are you crazy? Say no, my spirit tells me. The first time they might not listen, but if they don't listen and what you tell them come to pass, the next time they will come, say, Sean, what did you see again? But that has to be at the level of intimacy with Christ. It's going to be at the level of, it's not on the surface level. It's not on a church coming level. It's a level of intimacy where only you and God, only you with your determination. Like we were praying yesterday, I said, even um, in church, the areas you can decide in your heart. You don't need to tell the pastor. You don't need to tell anybody. Say, this area, Father, until this area come to fruition. That woman in the Bible says, until I see the Lord, the, the, the is it Deborah? The, the, uh, Deborah, what's her name? Money, um, um, do, uh, you know, you, you say this area, until I see a change. It's you and God. Say, until I see a change. If need to fast over it, you fast. And I doubt if there's any one of us that say, because I want to see somebody's salvation be fasting. But that's what we have been called to. That until I see a change in this area, Father, I will not let you go. That's what Jacob said now. He told God, he said, I will not let you go. So we can do, I will not let you go, commission. Say, in this area, Lord, I will not let you go. I want to see a change. I want to see a difference. I want to move in this power. 
the level levels of power of course i'm not going to say the same level at which um, bishop mike um, padeboye are operating all these things takes process process discipline process discipline we see them now and we clap oh the grace upon bishop Oyedekbo, the grace upon bishop mike the grace upon uh, padeboye you think is this way they get the grace no no it takes more than that. And we just really need to lock it in. It takes a lot. And at the same time, with the help of the Holy Spirit, it takes little. It's one day at a time, one process, one minute. Pray today, 10 minutes. What did I hear? Hear, did I hear God? Do we even hear God? Did I hear God? The next minute, you see, even by the time you stop, step, from step to step, you just see yourself flowing and moving. But it has to take a start. So I just, like I said, just, it's just a reminder. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will speak to the heart of each and every one of us, including me. This are words that we've heard, that we've, we're hearing. But it's just that we need to take it to heart. The world needs us. The Bible says the world, they wait for the manifestation of the sons of God manifestation of the sons of God we need to manifest Christ not self like our prayer on Friday said people have thousands of followers following them to where on IG where are you following them to people that you know little about no moral compass nothing and then you see millions of followers. Why are they following them too? And then when you put something about Christ, when you put something about Christ, maybe you see maybe 2,000, 300, at least some like Natalia Bassi, you see like 300 followers. Praise God. And amongst those millions of followers for Kadi uh, Biabi, uh, they are Christians. Christians in quotes. Christians. Eh? Go mobile. <laughs> there are thousands of Christians in quotes following. Where, where are we following them to? Where? People that don't know where they're going. And we that we have eternal life. We have the word of salvation. I, I just pray that the Holy Spirit will help all of us. Will help us in this time. Because this is the time that we need to shine more. The God, God has called us the light. The salt of the world. We need to shine more. We need to shine brighter and brighter and brighter. And all that, we, that is within us, all that we can do with the help of the Holy Spirit. We need to ask God. In our, in our individual time to ask God to help us. Thank you, Lord. Let's just pray. Thank you for listening to another message. God's blessing be with you now and forever. For counseling, email trem at tremusa.org. Remain blessed.